Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today for episode 17. We're starting a new conversation series called Leaders in the Living Room. This series is all about learning practical tools from leaders from across the country to help us start or continue to lead the places we do life the most in well. Well, here we go. This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in today as we're starting a new conversation series that I am calling Leaders in the Living Room. Now, before I begin, can we just take a second to acknowledge uh, the craziness of this season? I mean, just thinking about what we've been through in the year of 2020. And I say we because regardless of, of the personal details of your experience, we've all experienced the same major events of 2020 together, some worse than others for sure, but we've all experienced them. I mean, just think about it. We have the pandemic, we have uh, murder hornets, we have flesh-eating bacteria, we have out in the Midwest sandstorms, uh, we have social unrest, we have an insanely high levels of racial tensions, and probably one of the most electric and controversial elections, uh, election seasons I can remember in my lifetime. And what's interesting is that the question that I kept coming back to during all of that and continue to come back to is, how in the world am I supposed to lead my family and my team at work through all of this? I remember uh, a moment back in late March that really brought this question to the forefront of my life. You see, we we rent our homes. We want to buy someday, but for now we rent. That's just easy for us, right? And uh, we've been living in the home that we were renting at that time for uh, almost two years, Okay, it was a, had a great neighborhood. We uh, we had some great owners that we loved, and um, just everything was great all around. Well, the pandemic hit, and our owner's husband uh, was losing hours at work, and so uh, the home was uh, that we were living in was in essence kind of like their savings account for them. So we get this call alerting us that they are wanting to begin the process of putting the house up for sale. Now, let me remind you that during this season, there's a shelter at home order in place that just had hit the country and especially our state here in California. You know, no one was going out. Uh, my wife and I at the time were also just getting over being sick ourselves. I mean, we weren't sure if it was uh, COVID or not. Uh, we got tested and I got tested and it was negative. So we weren't sure about that. But we were, you know, coming out of the season. Plus, uh, the church that I was serving at, you know, at the time had just transitioned all the staff members to to work at home, you know, remotely. And so we were figuring out how, how to try to shepherd and pastor our people during this time. And so I was trying to figure out how to continue to lead well for our team all in the midst of this. And so now, OK, now my family and I, we're going to be homeless. Like, and let, let me just tell you, homelessness is no joke. Both my wife and I have experienced homelessness, homelessness as a kid, and I mean true homelessness, like living in cars, and homeless shelters, hotels, you know, you name it. So, so homelessness is no joke. But for me personally, it's a it's a worry because you know I don't want to be homeless. I don't want my kids to ever experience anything like that. And so the question again jumps out to me at that moment: is How in the world am I supposed to lead my family through all of this? And, and and while I'm trying to figure out my home life, how in the world am I supposed to lead my team through this? So regardless of who you are or what you do, 
you'll find yourself in a leadership role some way, somehow. You know, you might be a husband who's leading his family. You might be a wife leading your family. You might be a pastor leading a church. You might be a CEO leading your organization. You're a principal leading your school. You're a teacher leading your class. You're a student leading yourself. Whatever you are, wherever you are, you are leading someone or something. And the two places that we spend the most time leading is at work and at home. Even if you're not the boss at work, you're the boss of yourself and you have to lead yourself well. Even if you're not married or dating, you're leading yourself at home. These places I want to refer to as our living room. And it's in these two places that war has been declared by the enemy. He wants to use these places to do his most damage to you and all that God has purposed for you. Now, I want you to remember from the onset of this podcast, the goal is to encourage and inspire every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. And what is more uncommon in this season than your living rooms, your home and your workspaces. And I don't want you to just go through this uncommon season. I want you to thrive even in the midst of this season. It's not about just getting through. It's about thriving. So here's what I did. I reached out to Christian leaders from around the country and asked if they would be willing to share some insight, wisdom, and experience from their personal living room perspective to help you and I glean wisdom for your own living rooms. And I'm really excited for the lineup of this series. These leaders I really respect and have watched personally live out Jesus-filled lives, and I think they will be a blessing to you as well. But for today's episode, I want to share with you three words that I have used in my life uh, as of a few years ago and were huge in answering the question of how do I lead my family and my workplace during this unprecedented season. Uh, Back in my days as a staff member at Traders Point Christian Church, one of our pastors, Petey Kender, talked about the fact that it's good to have values. There's nothing wrong with having values. Actually, it's a good thing that you have values that these values you live by, but if you don't have what he called keystone behaviors attached to those values, you'll never truly live them out. You see, keystone behaviors are the practical steps we take in order to live out our values. They are the things that we do so that we see the kind of results we want in our lives. So what I want to do is I want to share with you my three values for my life and the keystone behaviors that have helped me lead my living rooms during this crazy season of the pandemic and racial tensions and and you name it. So these are the three things that have really helped me and how I kind of frame my life and how I frame the question of how do I lead my family, how do I lead my home, and how do I lead my workplace during this season. So the first word is humble. Now, the phrase that I repeat to myself daily is that I will operate out of a posture of service rather than a stance of being served. Let me say that again. I will operate out of a posture of service rather than a stance of being served. Now, what this means is that in every moment presented to me, I will approach it from a posture of how can I serve instead of how can I be served. Now, I want to acknowledge right up front that I haven't always gotten this right. Okay, let's just be real. 
I could send you a list of names of people you could contact who would vouch for this. There have been many times, and especially in this season, where humility wasn't my first thought or my posture. What I would say, however, is it should be for you and me the very first thing we wake up thinking. How can I serve today instead of being served? And I think um, I think Peter, one of the disciples, captures this so well. In 1 Peter 5, 6, he says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Now, here's what Peter is not saying. He's not saying let everybody walk all over you. He's, he's saying, don't make this about you, and God will honor your posture. If you make this about others, if you put yourselves last, if you intend to serve, God will honor that. Now, here are some of the keystone or practical behaviors I attach to this value to help me live this out daily. The first thing is I want to extend extraordinary grace in all circumstances. Even if it costs me, I want to lead with grace above all else. And Adam Weber, who's a pastor out in South Dakota, will be joining the series talking about this and more. How do we love people who are different, difficult, and everything in between? with grace. So I want to extend grace. Second thing is I want to do to to lead this uh, humble posture is I want to assume the best about people until proven otherwise. One of my former bosses, Kurt Thielen at High Desert Church, he taught me this keystone behavior. He said, we ought to assume the best about others until they prove differently. You see, assuming the best helps when there is a lack of clarity. The third thing I want to do to be humble is I want to remind myself daily, this isn't about me. Going into the day with that really frames every interaction so that I don't make it about me. And the last thing for this behavior, for this value is I want to be intentional about my self-awareness so that I know who I am and where I am. And what I mean by that is I want to know what triggers me or what is triggering others so that I can help maintain a posture of humility so that I know, okay, these are things that are going to trigger me, so I need to make sure I'm watching out for that and know how to react in those moments. And these are things that might trigger somebody else, so let me watch out for that so that I know how they might react in the moment. Those are the four keystone practical behaviors I attach to the value of being humble. The next one is hungry. The second word is hungry. Now, you might be taken back uh, by my choice of this word, so let me explain this a little bit. The Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You see, God created us with these skills and ability to do things in this life that would not be possible without him. Like, what an amazing gift that has been given to us. So in light of that, whatever it is you've been created for and with, do it with all you got, with all energy, all effort and will. Now, the phrase that I I repeat to myself daily for this value is that I will do whatever it takes to live out my God-given purpose. I will do whatever it takes to live out my God-given purpose. Whatever it is that God has put in front of you or me, no matter how hard or difficult it may be, I want to encourage you to do everything and anything short of sin to live out that purpose God has for you. 
Now, here are some of the keystone practical behaviors that I attach to this value of being hungry. The first thing is I will trust and be open to wherever God is leading. You know, sometimes walking into a new season, sometimes that means saying goodbye to another season. Whatever it is, be open and trust that whatever God is putting in front of you, that's what he wants you to take on. The second thing is I want to wreck the roof. This is a saying that I I took from Trader's Point um, in one of their values called relational evangelism. Man, I will wreck the roof to see many come to know Jesus. You know, the question I keep asking myself is, what am I willing to do to help people find and follow Jesus? Well, I want to wreck the roof, do whatever I got to do that doesn't cause me to sin or somebody else to sin so that they can know and love Jesus. The third thing is I will not be afraid to dare greatly in my decisions. This comes out of the book um, written by author Brene Brown in her book, Dare to Lead. She talks about how to do this through vulnerability and values. So there's going to be some tough and hard decisions that you're going to have to make, especially in this season. If you trust in the information you've got, even if you don't have a lot of great clarity, if you trust where God is leading you, then don't be afraid to dare greatly in your decisions. The last thing, um, keystone behavior for this value of hungry is I will invest in myself so that in turn I can invest in others. Listen, the only way you or I can lead others is to first lead ourselves. If I want others to grow, I must be constantly growing myself. So whatever that is, reading, uh, hearing other people uh, talk, have other people pour into my life, whatever it is that helps me grow, I need to be doing that before I can be investing in other people. Now, the last word is healthy. Now, it's easy to hear this word and think this is a no-brainer. We should all strive to be healthy all the time. But did you know that this is actually one of the hardest postures to have? Maybe probably competes with humility. See, if you know me well, you know I love to drink Coca-Cola. Okay, I love to drink a Coke. I mean, I love to drink several Cokes. Okay, I love to drink about four or five Cokes a day. It's such a bad habit I have. And my wife is constantly getting on to me about it. So yes, this word is about physical health, but it's also much more than that. See, I love what Paul wrote to his apprentice, Timothy, in that first letter, 1 Timothy. He says, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Paul says, yes, train physically for sure. Yeah, be healthy. But Timothy, you better be training in godliness as well because this has implications in this life and on the other side of heaven. So the phrase that I repeat to myself daily is I will prioritize my spiritual, relational, physical, and mental health. You see, if I find or someone points out in me that one of these four meters of health is in the red, then I need to stop and recover. I need to stop and think, okay, how can I get healthier? Because I guarantee you, if one of those areas, four areas, your mental, spiritual, emotional, relational, is, is, is not working, they're all not working. So here's some of the keystone behaviors that I attach to this value to help me practice this daily. The first thing is, I want to dig my spiritual wells deep through studying God's word and daily prayer. 
You see, in order to thrive in in this season and seasons alike, your spiritual well must be deep and filled daily. And so we're going to have Rusty George, who's the lead pastor at Real Life Church, join this episode to talk about the uh, talk about uh, how do we learn to pray in seasons like this. The second thing I want to do is I want to be accountable to others who display love, extend grace, and speak truth in my life. You need people to walk with you, people who love you too much to lie to you, but also people who love you too much to let you fail. And so one of my good mentor and friends, leader in Indianapolis, Ryan Heathco, is one of those guys for me, and he'll be joining uh, this series to talk about leading from our living room perspective. The third thing is I want to seek to remain physically healthy in order to love and support my family. I am talking to both myself and you when I say this. You can't lead well if you're not here to lead well. Let me say that one more time. You cannot lead well if you're not here to lead well. You got to make health a top four priority. And then the final thing is, I want to be open to all that is good and helpful and ignore that which is not. Here's what I mean by this. There are all types of feedback in the world available to you. If you go searching for it, and we leaders, you know, we need to get better at getting feedback. But not all feedback is beneficial. This goes back to an earlier keystone habit of find of find people who love you too much to lie to you, but also find people who love you too much to see you fail. Find those people, listen to what they have to say, and use it to help you grow and lead well. And so two guys that I really love and trust and uh, one of a former student. So Scott Longyear, um, Aaron Brockett and Mallory Galloway will be joining this series to help us learn how to process our our thoughts and the feedbacks and the things that we're getting in order to lead well in this season. Well, I want to be honest with you. This isn't going to be easy. Okay, there are going to be more days than not that I've gotten this wrong and will continue to get this wrong and you as well. But let me tell you, it'll be worth it in the long run. You know, I just keep thinking, I want to look back on this season and know that I grew, that I grew because I was willing to lead with humility. I was willing to lead with hunger and I was willing to lead with health in my living room spaces. And I want you to be able to look back and see the fruits of this crazy season, to see all the people, be it in your family, your workplace, or anywhere else that you're able to love well. That's what it means to be an uncommon Christian. We should thrive in seasons like this because we live counterculture to the way the world says we should. And my prayer for you is that this series will help you lead your living rooms well. I want to thank you for listening today. And if this was helpful for you, would you do me a favor, a big favor, and share this with others? Also, I'd love it if you would provide a positive rate and review on any place that you listen to podcasts because we want to help this show reach more people. And that's what it's about. You guys know what I say. It's not about fame or popularity. This podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.